Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right everyone i'd like to welcome you to the rowdy maglite show thursday edition uh just getting back in town from an absolutely awesome weekend in pocono and i highly recommend Take the wife, take the husband, go spend the weekend in the Poconos. Uh, you won't, you will not be disappointed at the track. Great facility. Had just a little bit of rain on Friday afternoon. I mean, it was no more than 25, 30 minutes. It was a hard downfall of rain, but it finally let up. And hey, at the end of the day, you couldn't have run the race because of time limits with the sun. But there was two awesome rainbows and over the track. So it was the right decision. But, uh, guys, it was my first time to ever experience an 8.30 race with the Arc Menard Series. And then they had the truck race. And then you piled in the uh, practice for the Winston Cup guys on top of qualifying. And then to finish the day off before the sunset was Xfinity race. Uh, <clears throat> wonderful, wonderful weekend of racing. And then no rain, uh, a lot of cloud cover on, on Saturday, which kind of helped, you know, didn't might have iffy right there towards the end of the Xfinity race, but it really didn't. It kind of blew over. And then Sunday was nothing but an absolutely wonderful day. Uh, Great racing, new victory lane. Uh, shout out to everybody at Pocono, man. It just uh, how y'all keep amazing everybody with the improvements. Uh, sell out crowd. The crowd was absolutely wonderful. Uh, Kyle and I walked around and met, got to meet Kyle's dad, and we walked around and uh, checked the midway out. It was absolutely loaded down with all kinds of free things to do all from amusement rides, flight, the flying saucer, uh, kids' rides, uh, display from the Army with some of the artillery pieces. It was uh, one one great weekend, and, and the racing on Sunday, what a, what a race. Uh, door banging to the end with uh, Denny Hamlin winning and all my social media sites, a lot of people not happy with Denny, but let me tell you what. Denny said, before he walked out, he said he had eight wins in there, which he does, but last year they took it away because of the tape on the front of the grill. But I hung around till uh, clearance when they walked in and said uh, I was approved and we could move forward from there. That was when my trip at Pocono ended, and uh, I want to thank Kyle's mom for having me over, and uh, prayers to Kyle there, man. Hope you get feeling better. Guys, we're going to, uh, what we're going to kind of do, 
before we get started here, we're going to uh, listen to Josh Berry again, and uh, we may have uh, Bob Shack calling in here in just a few minutes. There are 16 spots in the playoffs, and just one track left. Well, not just any track. We're basically going to have to win. Daytona. A last chance to keep playoff hopes alive. One point to the good. And for fans to experience an event unlike any other. Yeah! NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 25th and 26th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. Hey, and I will be there with Daytona Tom and uh, Captain Dave there. So, uh, Come check us out in the fan zone. We'll be at uh, Red 38 Mafia. We're going to have Bill call in, talk a little bit about what Bill puts on probably one of the best. Tail, those two guys puts on a great tailgating. At, and the reason I say that is because they're consistent. Somebody may come in there this 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 year and do a, absolutely beat both of them. But the consistency of these two guys with the friendships of everybody that comes back and forth and sees each other from the race. You know, it's a completely different crowd that comes for the 400 than there was for the 500. Uh, next year will be my 28th year to do the Daytona 500, and I'll do it with Daytona time, which will be, be actually our 27th year hanging together. First year we just met at the track and, uh, talk racing and like what what we both was doing and having fun so uh guys we're gonna jump in here and listen to uh you know josh had a fast car it come down to he was one of those thrillers from vanilla to end guys uh fought it all the way to the end but uh this he said on the pole actually had probably had animated by josh or Austin, that uh, hill that he, Josh probably had a faster car. Now joined by Josh Berry, driver of the number eight Junior Motorsports Chevrolet, our NASCAR Xfinity Series pole winner. Josh, if you would please uh, just start us off by taking us through your pole win and lap out there. Yeah, no, the car felt really good. We had a, uh, you know, probably our best practice of this year. Um, you know, without a doubt, we. Uh, we know that we've, you know, needed to improve this year. We've struggled a lot of, a lot of different issues throughout the season, but the guys have been working really hard and, and brought me a really good car. Um, practiced well, you know, felt good about qualifying what we had. Um, you know, was kind of hoping top four or five, but obviously hit a hit a really good lap there. So, just uh, a lot of credit goes to just all my guys, right? They've been, we've been working really hard trying to make our cars better and, and get them. I'm in, looking for something that, um, you know, just has been a challenge for us to find, find, you know, to hit on and fix, and, and hopefully to, to today and this weekend is a step in the right direction. All right, we're going to open it up to questions. If you have a question, please raise your hand. We'll get a wireless microphone to you. We'll start in the back with Zach. Come up to Steve Post. Zach Sterney, LoNASCAR.com. Josh, the last month or so has been rough results-wise for you. To have a day like today where you say you have the best practice of the season, you end up walking out of here today with the pole, um, how significant of a day can this be for this number eight team? No, you're right. I mean, it's a, it's a big day for us uh, just with the practice and obviously the qualifying effort that we had is, is like I said, a huge step in the right direction. You know, hit, hit, a, hit a really good lap there. And, yeah, I mean, the last couple months have, have been a struggle, right? Like, 
I'm not going to shy away from that. Um, internally, we haven't shied away from that. You know, we've had we've had some tough days, and and we've had we've had days that we finished better than really we should have. And and uh, you know, this whole group has has stayed together and, and kept working really hard. Uh, you know, there's a lot going on, right? Um, there's been a lot going on with me with the Cup opportunities earlier this year, and then obviously transition into the Cup Series next year. You know, there's a lot of things going on, but. Um, you know, this Xfinity season is still very, very important to all of us, and uh, we want desperately to, to get this turned around. And, and like I said, hopefully, you know, we still got a we got a race tomorrow, but hopefully um, today was a step in the right direction for that. Josh, Steve Post, Motor Racing Network. I certainly don't want to put the cart ahead of the horse. Point-wise, you're fairly good as far as the playoffs go, but we kind of understand the playoffs. How important is it for you to to win a race here? Uh, before we get into this, to, to, to get to that mode, uh, if, if you want to run for a championship? Yeah, no. Um, you know, obviously winning a race, um, you know, would be very important and a, and a relief for all of us. But, you know, more than that, we need, to, we need to run better. We need to score more stage points. We need to, we need to be just more of a threat than we've been. Um, you know, like I said, internally, we've had a lot of tough, tough days and tough conversations about that. And, and we know, we know we're, that if we're at our potential and I'm at my mind that, that we can do amazing things together. And, um, you know, that's what we've been trying to, trying to do. But the reality of it is, you know, the, the playoffs, um, you know, we, we know that we need to be faster. We need to be up front leading laps. Otherwise, you know, we're going to be skirting each round of elimination, we feel like. Go Marty. And then to Nathan. Hey, Josh. Marty Sakala, Rock Sports Net Race Pro Weekly. Two top tens at Pocono in both your outings. Uh, now that you're starting on the pole position, how do you look at this race tomorrow? Is cleaner going to be a huge factor, or is it still going to be the draft that's going to be key? Yeah, no, clean air is really important. Track position is really important here. It's going to be tough to pass. Um, you know, I think that um you know you kind of a lot of times get stuck racing racing time here you know versus your competitors so starting up front is going to be you know great for us you know hopefully we can get up front and lead lead some laps early on and and go to work from there so uh, obviously uh, i really love this track had i've had some good results here i ran you know my first race here was with jordan anderson i thought we had a really good result in that and then and then had a third place finish last year so the, these style of tracks seem to fit me a little bit better than most, so I mean I'm I'm encouraged and excited for tomorrow. Let's go, to Nathan. Nathan's not with a podium finish. I have a couple first. Um, just kind of following up on on the first few questions. Is there anything that you've been able to kind of pinpoint in particular as to why um, you guys have been off not just this year but in particular the last couple of weeks? Well, I think that for us, um, you know, it's easy to kind of just say that your speed's off, but, you know, we really, we've just got struggled getting the car balanced like we want. And, and, you know, after the season that we had last year as a company, the expectations are, are high, right? So that makes, makes the off days a little worse. But ultimately I, I felt like every time we've got my car driving pretty good, we've had the speed to contend for top five. So we've just been trying to, to get our, get our arms around that. And, and without practice, you know, you know, practice where you can really make, substantial adjustments you know just a 15 minute kind of hot lap session sometimes it's just hard to fix the car and um i think that you know we've just you know tried to use our tools outside of being here to continue to get better and some days have been good and some days haven't but um you know we're we're working harder than ever so um 
you know, we're off, off to a good start this weekend. And three of the next four races are on road courses. That's something that you've obviously had to learn as you came up into the Xfinity Series. So how much do you think you've grown on uh, road courses, and what are you looking forward to in those races? Yeah, I think I think I've gotten better. Um, you know, it's something that I haven't really done hardly at all as I grew up as a kid racing. So really, my only experience ever on road course has been in the Xfinity Series. So it's uh, been a challenge learning that. And and um, you know, we had a really uh, we had a really good run at Portland. That was a real confidence builder for us. Um, for me, we were we were had really good pace, qualified well. That was a big step in the right direction for us. So we're kind of trying to just work off of that. And um, you know, Road America is going to be a unknown with the repave and all. Um, but you know, for me, I think I trust my instincts at those races. Tip, typically, I do a pretty good job of getting us to the end and, and getting a good result. So um, just um, I'm excited for it. There's some good tracks coming up for sure. Do we have any additional questions for Josh? All right, Josh, congratulations, and good luck tomorrow. Thank you. There are 16 spots in the playoffs, and just one track left. Well, not just any track. We're basically going to have to win. Daytona, a last chance to keep playoff hopes alive. One point to the good. And for fans to experience an event unlike any other. Yeah! NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 25th and 26th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. My first 400 was when Dale Jr. won. Well, he did win, but he was running the colors of his dad in the old Wrangler, number three. And let me tell you, that was one heck of a night. It was one heck of a race. You know, everyone in NASCAR teamed up to build Dale Jr. the best uh, Xfinity ride. And he took it to victory lane that night. And, man, let me tell you what, what a night. My night finished exactly about 3.30 in the morning. It was one heck of a night. So, uh, Josh Berry, or Josh Berry wins the uh, pole, but, guys, He's racing door-to-door, hard racing, and, and did. it's just one of those things. Uh, hit the wall, and Austin Hill brings it into victory lane. And he, he admits that he did not have the fastest car, but it's uh, who finishes the race that counts. So. All right, we are now joined by tonight's NASCAR Xfinity Series race winner here at Pocono Raceway, Austin Hill. If you have a question for Austin, please raise your hand. We will get a wireless microphone to you. We'll start with Marty. Hey, Austin, Marty, Sakala Rock Sports Net Race Pro Weekly. I got two for you. So first off, the final lap going down the long prong pond straight. Were you expecting that draft from Sam Mayer, considering him and all guy are our teammates? So it was an interesting situation that we were in. So obviously you're going for the race win. Um, getting into one, I kind of backed up my entry a little too much. Um, I was fighting a tight condition basically all day, and um, I, I kind of backed up my turn one. The eight got to me, kind of lifted me up a little bit, and got beside me, kind of doored each other off one. And I knew that the one was going to have a big run out back. And I don't think he was trying to give me the push. It looked like he was going to go try to – split us three wide because me and the eight kind of got away from each other. We wasn't side drafting each other as much. Um, and right at the perfect time, and me and the eight both turned left, or I turned left, he turned right, 
and it closed that hole up, and it basically made the one have to have to give me the push. Um, I don't think he was trying to do that at, at, for any means, but um, can't thank Junior Motorsports enough for giving me that push there. <laughs> um, but no, uh, our, our Global Industrial Chevrolet was was decent all day. I mean, I thought we could run fifth to eighth, but um, didn't think we had anything for the leader. I kind of got us in a predicament on speeding on pit road and. Um, I just wasn't doing a good job in the race today, and then those last few restarts just had some good restarts. The eight had an issue getting into turn one, got really loose, chased up the racetrack. I got the lead. Didn't think I was going to be able to hold him off, but um, it just all worked out the way the way it was supposed to. Um, you know, it just it just was one of those races where the fastest car didn't win, but uh, we did everything we needed to do to win today. In the long run before the caution flag came out, how close were you on fuel at the time? Well, I didn't know where I was at. I knew that they had told me I was four laps short um, and that I needed to start max saving fuel. So I start running like half throttle down the straightaway. I'm listening to lap times from my spotter and Andy, uh, my crew chief, um, and we're, we're kind of talking about it. We're trying to figure out, you know, what I need to do. Um, I've never had to max save like that before on an oval track like this. Um, and... So I'm like running half throttle down the straightaway. I'm lifting super early, not really using much brake, just kind of doing everything I could do, uh, drafting people whenever they would get by me. I'd just get behind them and try to take take the draft um, and run quarter throttle if I could down the straightaway. And uh was doing all those things, but I've never been in that predicament before, so I had no idea if I had enough fuel or not. Um, then, I, you know, coming through the restarts with those last two restarts, just trying to turn really hard left and kind of get the – get the fuel on the right side in the fuel pickup. Um, that's kind of what you're supposed to do. You know, if you're kind of sloshing it back and forth and you and you slosh it to the right and you get it left side, it can start stumbling. So I was trying to get it to, to the right, um, get in the fuel pickup. But I had no idea if I had enough fuel. But had enough fuel to win the race, come around, celebrate, do burnouts, and drive all the way to victory lane. So we did a really good job on, on doing our max save that we had to do today. Yep. All right, let's come up front here, and then we're going to go to Dustin, and then in the back to Zach. Awesome. Shane Hector, Underground Sports. Uh, what was your thought process? Um, is it once Josh got a little loose, made contact with you? What was your thought process at that time? Because at that time, he, you know, he made contact, and you're looking like, is this guy going to take me out here, or what was your thought? Well, I mean, you're racing for the win, right? So um, you're going to do everything you can to win the race. I knew he wasn't trying to wreck me by any means. I knew that he was just trying to rough me up a little bit. He was trying to – he probably didn't realize that I was going to be that slow across the middle of the corner because he had been rolling entry to center really good all day. That's where he was so fast. He could just drive it in super deep, keep it turning, and go, where I had to kind of back up my entry, let it settle, uh, would get a little tight across the middle, so I had to kind of back up my corner some a lot more than he did. So I don't think it was anything egregious or anything like that where he was trying to take me out. Uh, I just think that once he rolled into the center, he was trying to kind of rough me up a little bit, get beside me, um, and then we were going to race it out going into the tunnel turn. Who knows what could have happened there if we would have stayed side by side. But, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff was going through my head. I mean, when we had the restart initially and I chose outside lane instead of cho cho uh, choosing the front row, I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to beat the eight because he's so he's so fast today. I'm like, so second's not too bad, but I never give up. You know, no matter what, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of situations that could happen. That was one of the situations. Like, hey, if he doesn't get into turn one very well, I might be able to turn under him and clear him. 
and that's what ended up happening. He didn't get through turn one good. I cleared him, and um, and then it just it was just one of those weird things where it all worked out where me and the eight blocked the one at the same time, and he was already committed trying to go middle, and it, it made the one basically push me. So um, it was one of those things that just worked out. If, if the one would have decided to not split us and he could have went bottom with the eight, race would have been over i wouldn't have won the race i would have ran second or third so um it was just one of those things that when it comes down to the the last lap anything can happen and we were able to prevail all right go ahead dustin dustin albino jay ski austin there's been some races this year where you've, maybe you've had one of the best cars and didn't win uh like the super speedways and whatnot but to not have one of the top five to eight cars like you said what's it mean to win a race like that <clears throat> i think it means more than the other three that i've won this year for sure um just because you know, Daytona, we we feel like we're really good on super speedways, so we felt felt like we should have had a shot at winning there. Uh, Las Vegas, we we thought we had a really good second or third place car all day, and we thought the, at the very end that we had one of the best cars, uh, especially on the long run. So um, that one didn't surprise me too much, especially when when we saw how far the uh, 16 was falling off there at Vegas. And then uh, the other race, uh, Atlanta, you know, I, I felt really good about where we were out at Atlanta. Thought that we 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 were class of the field. So, um, yeah, I mean, winning at a place at a track where you don't feel like you're the best, and the team does strategy like we did, fuel saving mode to try to get us the track position that we needed, and to win the race. This one's a little more special, honestly. It really is. It's a little more special to me than the other three that I've had this year. So. Um, I've already gotten this party started tonight. I'm uh, I'm planning on letting it loose for sure because uh, I was not expecting to win the race today. That's for sure. I gotta I gotta fly home tonight, unfortunately. Um, so who knows if we land and it's a decent, you know, depending on when we land, what time it is, who knows? My my team might have a party somewhere. If they do, I'm going there for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's go next to Zach. Zach Sterniolo, NASCAR.com. Austin, congratulations on this. Um, going back to a couple questions ago, just how just how vulnerable did you feel on that last restart? Um, obviously, you, you were able to give Josh that shove going into turn one and get position on him, but throughout that last lap and a half or so, um, how vulnerable did you feel of the position you were in? Yeah, I mean, the draft is huge, especially the first couple uh, laps on a restart for, for a place like Pocono. So I thought I was in a vulnerable position. position. Uh, obviously, I'm trying to break the draft as much as I can. I'm sure you guys saw me, like, going really low down the bottom, then I'm going back up top, and I'm going back to the bottom. I'm just trying to make it to where it's breaking the air a little bit. And um, so I thought I was in a vulnerable position to – I thought I was in a good spot when I got the lead, to at least run second or third, I didn't think I was in the greatest position to win the race. And the only reason I say that is we, we were fighting the handling on our Global Industrial Chevrolet all day. So I'm like, well, man, it's going to be really hard to hold the eight. I was kind of hoping that when we came off a of turn one on that restart and the eight kind of got up the racetrack, I was hoping he was going to get racing with somebody else, but he didn't. He got single filed out. Uh, that would have helped us a lot if they would have got two by two from second on back. Uh, it would allow allowed us to kind of drive away a little bit and made our you know situation a little easier. So yeah, I mean I thought I was in a vulnerable spot. Thought that the eight was just going to get to me, drive by me, and then I was going to run second or third, and it was going to be a decent points day. But um, then when we got side by side and the one did what he did, I'm like, all right, well, as long as I can get through the tunnel turn decent and not overdrive it, 
and I don't even have to get through turn three great. As long as I get through there, you know, halfway decent, then um, I thought that the race was going to be won because it, it would have taken too much time to get a run off the of three to get beside me and try to race me for the win. All right, let's work our way down the middle here. I believe there's a question right here, and then we'll go to Chris and then Dalton. Yep. Hi, Austin. Congrats on the win. Uh, I'm Dropper Motorsports today. Uh, so, didn't running the truck race earlier today and having those extra laps along, do you feel that helped you in any way, or are the uh, two types of cars just too different to really compare? Yeah, I mean, the truck and the Xfinity is so different to compare. Um, I did think that the track tightened up going into from the truck race going into the Xfinity race. And we went ahead and freed up knowing that, and we still was too tight when we started the race. So I thought that we were a little more ahead of the racetrack than we could have been if we didn't run the race. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that there's pros and cons to running the, the truck race. You know, it took me like three or four laps to kind of get settled back in because the trucks, you're like on the throttle so much, and then you go in the extended car and you're lifting a lot, no downforce, that type of thing. So I thought it took – three to five laps to kind of get back used to running an Xfinity car again. Just one of those things you got to kind of like set your brain to start lifting earlier, start putting throttle down differently, that type of thing. But all in all, I mean, I thought that it wasn't a bad thing running the truck race. Um, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, the trucks just drive so much different than the Xfinity car. There's not a whole lot you can take away. Okay, let's go to Chris Knight. Um, playoffs are on the horizon, so I was just wondering if you could give analysis of where your 21 team is and how do you feel about the playoffs? Do you feel like you're strong now as you guys were at the beginning of the season, or do you guys have work to do? I still think we have a lot of work to do. I think that our mile-and-a-half program is pretty good right now. Um, there's still things that we can work on and be better at. I mean, there always is. Short track program is kind of where we lack the most. Uh, New Hampshire, for example, last week, I just didn't think that we were a great car. We were 8th to 12th place car all day um, and just ended up with wrecks that happened and things like that, missed some wrecks and stuff and finished third like we did. Uh, we didn't have a third place car by any means. So we got to keep working at it. we got to keep figuring it out. Um, you know, we've been trying these different packages each and every week, each and every time we go to the racetrack. And there's areas that I think we've improved on, but then there's areas I think that we need to be better at. So um, to say that I feel like we're, you know, ready for the playoffs, I wouldn't say that we fully are yet. That we still got some work to do, especially with the Gibbs cars. The Gibbs cars are always really fast. Junior cars seems like they're starting to figure it out, and they're starting to find a lot of speed here lately. Um, I don't know if that's just a product of – with the the rear skew change and stuff that we've had this year, maybe that took them a little bit to kind of figure it out. But they're starting to get a lot of, a lot of pace. Obviously, the eight was class of the field all day today. So we definitely have some work to do um, before the playoffs start to be ready and, and to feel like we have a shot at making it to the Final Four. Yeah, okay, thank you. Come up front here to Dalton, and then we will go to um, Nathan. Hey, Austin, Dalton Hawkins with FunStretch.com. So kind of a similar question. This is now your second win on a non-super speedway pack racing type oval. Does that, and this, they both come this year, so does that give you, or you feel like you're in a way better position in the, for the playoffs than you were a year ago? Yeah, and I think it's mainly because we have more points to fall on now if we have an issue, right? So last year we didn't have that much 
points to fall on, you know, playoff points and all. This year we have a lot more playoff points to fall on. We have uh, five extra bonus points for each win that we've had. We have four wins. Um, we've gotten, a, I don't know how many stage points, but a handful or one or two. I don't know how many. Um, so we have some some points to fall on, which is great. Uh, the more that we can build the, the stage wins, the the stage points, um, and the more that we can win races and get those five extra bonus points, it's just going to help us going into the playoffs because that's one area, that's one reason why I thought that we kind of missed the final four last year is we didn't have a lot to fall on, and then we had a bad Martinsville race, and it um, ended up costing us. So uh, I think that's somewhere that, that we've been really focusing on a lot this year is doing whatever we can to get stage wins, uh, obviously win races. If you if you can win races, that helps a lot. But um, I think we got to do a better job of getting some more stage wins going into these playoffs because any playoff points that we can get, um, that way if we have a bad weekend, we can kind of fall back on. There we go. And, and what is it specifically that ha- has made you better on these intermediate-type ovals over the year? I just think that having the year under our belt with – with RCR and, and Andy Street, the crew, my crew chief, uh, really the whole team has stayed the same for the most part. I think we've only had like one guy that, that switched out from last year to this year. Um, but, you know, all the key players with the crew chief, car chief, engineer, all those guys, um, they're all the same people from last year. So you, you kind of build that trust in each other and you build that confidence in each other. And there's a lot of things that we did during the off season. We we went to simulator time. We did things. We talked about packages. We talked about things that I liked last year that I disliked. So I think that starting the year off this season, we started the year off better. Um, but but there again, there's things that we got to work on. Um, it seems like a lot of times we unload uh, really tight. It seems like I need a, a lot looser race car than most for some reason. Uh, even my teammate Sheldon. Um, you know, he likes his car a lot tighter than I do. So we're just trying to work through all those things. And it's still a work in progress. We we hadn't figured it out yet. Um, but I definitely like my car a lot freer than most. Uh, and anytime we can get it free enough to where I'm driving off the right rear, that seems to be kind of the best bet for us. So we're still working through that. But that, I think that's one reason why we're having so much success this year is just having that year under our belt. Yep. Okay, let's go back to Nathan and then in the back back to Davey. Nathan Solomon with the podium finish. Austin, you, the one, the 98, all kind of stretched on fuel there in the end. Obviously, you mentioned the speeding penalty. So did the speeding penalty kind of result in you guys having to, to run long there, or did, was that kind of the, the whole plan going into it? No, that actually wasn't the plan at all. Um, the speeding penalty kind of brought us into that situation. We ended up hitting right as um, the one-to-go signal came um, to get back going. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's there's two ways to look at it. You know, I I hated that I sped on pit road, but that ultimately what is what made us win the race because if I wouldn't have sped on pit road and I came back out, we would have for sure just ran as hard as we could and, and pitted because we knew that we weren't going to make it. I mean, we would have pitted three laps or whatever it was sooner um, than what we ended up doing. So, yeah, I mean, it just kind of it kind of played into our hand uh, after the speeding penalty and having to go to the back. We started thinking about things. Um, I didn't think that we were even close to making it. And then when they told me like, "Hey, we're four laps short," start saving me fuel. Um, I'm like, "Well, we'll see what happens here. We're gonna at least take a gamble. We're gonna take a chance. We have three ra- three race wins to lean on, um, and and we can take that gamble." So that's what we did, and it all panned out. 
Okay, we'll go to Davey and then back up to Michael. Hey, Austin, back here. Davey Siegel with SiriusXM. So you said that you didn't have a ton of experience in terms of conserving fuel or being in fuel mileage races. Given that, how did you think you did personally? I, you obviously wound up a winner, but how difficult was that for you to kind of adjust on the fly having never really done it before? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is the first thing I did, as soon as they told me max save, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to start running like half throttle down the straightaway. I'm going to run 50% instead of running 100%. We'll see what the lap time shows. Well, then when they told me the lap time, they're like, hey, we need you to run a little bit slower than that. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to just start lifting a lot sooner. So instead of lifting it, say, basically all three corners, I was lifting at the one cone all day. And I backed it up to where I was lifting at the two or maybe two and a half cone the rest of the time when I was saving fuel. And when I would lift, I would try not to use the brake. The only area that I would really use the brake is getting into one. I would barely just lightly touch it. Um, other than that, getting in the tunnel turn, I wouldn't really use it. Getting into three, I would I would very lightly touch it just to kind of set the front end down. That was literally the only reason why. Um, and I thought I was doing a decent job, but I really didn't know. I mean, I, I've never been put in this predicament where I've been put in the predicament before on a mile or on a, a super speedway where they're like, hey. If you can save us some fuel while you're out front or running second or whatever, you can do that for us. That would be great. And I've done that, and that's easy. You know, if you're running second or you're running third, or even when you're leading, there's times that I've been leading a super speedway and I'll run half throttle because with the air pushing the bumper uh, out back, you know, you have that air push, it kind of still keeps the momentum up to where you're still running basically the same lap time. So, I started kind of doing those same similar things that I did on a, on the super speedway, and it just kind of worked out. It seems like that is kind of going to be a two-horse race coming down to it here at the end. Is that the main focus for you and Andy and everybody right now, just trying to get that win and get those playoff points? <laughs> I'm not sure where, where their head's at. My head is just honestly win more races, win stage get stage wins, and then whatever happens with the playoffs happens. I mean, I, the Gibbs cars are so so good right now, uh, each and every race, so they're really hard to beat. But um, I think that everybody at RCR and ECR is working really hard to make our program better, and I think that we can we can beat them. I, I don't think we can't beat them straight up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for, for me personally, I'm just looking at, hey, anytime that we can get a stage win, we're going to get it. Anytime we can win races, obviously we're going to get it. And uh, wherever the points kind of plays out, it plays out. If we get the extra 15 bonus points, great. If not, I'm still going to have the same amount of confidence going into the playoffs. Michael Massey, Front Stretch. You're talking about you and John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, both of you all have had some dominant wins, but you both also had wins where you, neither of you were the best car and still somehow got it done. Uh, what is it about you guys that where you can just, like, reach down and – you know, maybe not on your best day. I mean, is it chemistry? Is it just experience? What What is it? I mean, I think some of, some of the time it's just things pan out the way they do, and it, and it ends up working in your favor. And then other races that you thought you had the best car, you thought that you had a shot at winning, and it didn't work in your favor. So, uh, it, it to me, it just comes down to it's racing. Every everybody in this series, everybody in the Xfinity series, is really good at what they do. Uh, I think everyone's a really good driver, um, and I think it just comes down to those those little bitty details. Um, you know, like for me, for example, tonight uh, I could have chose inside lane on that restart, and I could have restarted in the front row, but I'm like, man, I, I just don't see me being able to beat the eight car 
as good as he was on the bottom, then I'm going to get pinned bottom. Then next thing you know, I'm probably going to be I'm going to lose three or four spots possibly, or two or two or th- three spots possibly. And I'm like, so I'm going to go top with him and and restart fourth and re- instead of restarting second to him and just see if it works out. So I think the mental game kind of comes into play a little bit with that. I think mentally, you just got to be mentally tough at the in, end of these races. You know, a lot of people. Uh, a lot of drivers, they probably get hot. They probably get, you know, overheated. Uh, the mental side of it kind of goes away a little bit. I feel like that's like the first thing that goes away. And for me, um, that's one thing that I've worked really hard on over these last few years is just be mentally tough. Um, you know, especially when it's green, white, checkered, that's when you got to be your best. That's when you got to be your sharpest. Um, and I think a little bit of that kind of falls back on uh, Josh Wise and, and the whole Josh Wise program, uh, everything that Josh Wise and Scott Speed does. Uh, Dan Jansen, uh, we work out with him. So uh, all of those guys with my workout program and everything that we do there, I think that that kind of helps me on the mental side of it to be the best that I can be when it comes in, into these races. Okay, let's go to Scott Walsh, and then we'll come right here. Scott Walsh from the uh, Scranton Times Tribune, Austin. So you overcome a pit road speeding penalty. You uncertain about how much fuel you have and you survive the chaotic restart at the end is it just feel like you survived today you come out of here you know uh you know in survival mode well i thought that you know my my mindset was like all right if i can come out here with a top five or something like that'd be great for us because we wasn't the best car and then my mindset kind of changed when we came into that final restart or or the last two restarts rather. I'm like, well, we got a shot at it here. Like, let's just see what happens. And that first restart, I drove in really deep into turn one, and just started sliding the front end and cleared the 98. But then the eight got beside me. He cleared me, obviously. And I'm like, man, well, second's not too bad today with with what we've had with you know speeding on pit road, just not having the pace having the fuel save, I'm like, all right, well, if we can run second, then that's great. And then when we had that final restart and the one, or the eight slipped up getting into one, I'm like, well, we got a shot at this thing. So, um, yeah, my mindset kind of changed a lot throughout those last two restarts on, you know, where my head was at. And um, once I got the lead off of turn one coming back to the Wyatt, I'm like, well, it, I'm going for the win now. I mean, my mindset just kind of changed. As soon as I took the white flag, I'm like, I'm going for the win. This record's your checkers for me. And uh, it just all worked out. Hey, Austin. Eddie Kalegi, Motorsports Today. Congrats on the win. Something else we haven't really talked about with the strategy was the tires. And, I mean, we saw Josh on the last restart kind of overcook turn one. And then on the last lap for you, even on the old tires, you were able to kind of grip so well on the bottom. So I wonder if you attribute that more to the fall-off not being maybe as bad as you would have thought, or you talked about the handling from the RCR cars and you like it a little free. So was the handling to your liking, or was the fall-off just not as bad as one might have thought here at Pocono? I think the fall-off was the the main key because I actually was still pretty tight there at the end of the race. I tried to run it as deep as I could into turn one, and I and I started kind of sliding the front end, so I had to use some brake and slow me down. So, um, so yeah, we still we didn't have the – the balance exactly where we wanted it um but i yeah i just think that the way the tire was i don't know if it's just a little bit softer tire or what it is but uh the fall off just wasn't there today like it has been in the past here you know normally you come to pocono and you'll fall off a second second and a half throughout a run or whatever it is i just didn't see that much fall off today so i think that kind of contributed and into us being able to hold them off 
All right, and I've been told we have one last special question over here from Lindley and Kinsley. <laughs> uh yeah i i tried to win as much as i could but uh you know racing is really hard so it makes it hard to win races um and anytime you win them they're they're very special so um yeah i mean i i try to win all the races i can but i always get in trouble by you two when when i don't come home with the the trophy so i try really hard though <laughs> That's a that's a really that's a really good question. Um, you know, I think it kind of came down to dad's dad just wasn't fast enough that day and uh, wasn't able to wasn't able to get the job done. So um, luckily, we were able to get it done today, and uh, now I'm not going to be in trouble when I get home. I hear we have a follow up. Oh, we got a follow up. Let's go. Yeah, I got three, silly. Oh God, we're gonna be here all night. My beer is um, empty. Um, what happened in the truck case? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so we didn't have the greatest pit stop, so we lost track position. We're trying to get back up to the front and ended up, I don't know exactly what happened. It looked like the 42 kind of came up a little bit or whatever happened there. I'm not real sure. Um, but we ended up getting in that wreck, uh, off of turn one and ended our day. So, um, uh, Hated it for everybody at Spire Motorsports because it was a brand new race race truck that they had, and um, you know thought that that we were going to have a shot at it today. Really, um, just pit stops and stuff kind of hurt us. But uh, yeah, could can't win them all. You know what I'm saying? Just can't win them all. I won way. Go for all it. All right, let's do it. Last one. Why did you put Nala in your car and practice one time? Who? Nala. Well, I think the main reason I don't put the stuffed animal in there is it probably could catch fire pretty easy. So I'm just, I'm just, you know, I think that she's better off probably being in your hands. That's what I think. <laughs> All right, Austin. Thanks so much for coming in and congratulations. Yep. Thanks for having me. All right, Austin Hill, man. Uh, Daughters, it's a little competition there, guys, in the media room, asking the tough questions. <laughs> so, everyone, I uh, headed to Richmond. Uh, hopefully, plans are I'll be in what? Well, I'm going to be in uh, Watkins Glen with Daytona Time. So, uh, stay tuned for that. We'll be back Monday. Uh, check us out Monday. We'll do the regular uh, winter circles with all the guys in Victory Lane and Deadline Room on Monday morning. And uh, may have a surprise guest on Monday morning. Let's, let's see what we go there. But we'll, be, we'll have a couple guests on next Thursday night, guys. But I uh, appreciate everyone being part of that and uh, the Rowdy Maglock Show and giving me a little time here, fellas. Ladies. 
All my friends there at Pocono, man. It's great to see you. Get ready, Watkins Glen. The Arkham Menard series will be there, so I got my, my old family will be there. Get me through. Daytona Tom and I. We'll uh, give you a campsite number. You can come check us out. But we'll be somewhere around the... I'll be taking photos on around the grid somewhere, guys. Go check me out on TikTok, Rowdy Maglite. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Come on. I'm at 806. There are 16 spots in the playoffs and just one track left. Well, not just any track. We're basically going to have to win. Daytona. A last chance to keep playoff hopes alive. One point to the good. And for fans to experience an event unlike any other. Yeah! NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 25th and 26th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. <laughs> 